Yo, you're checking out Red Pill Tamales. It's 100% listener funded. We can't be censored thanks to you. If you want to join our Patreon, hit us up. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. Or just search Red Pill Tamales. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chingo Chats. Uh, I am your host, Chingo Bling. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, I want to pick your brain, Mr. Charlie Braxton, about the current affairs of the music business, the streaming game, and whatever else we decide to talk about. But uh, Mr. Braxton helped me tremendously when I was getting hit up by record labels. Um, I was just a new up-and-coming artist, underground, mixtapes, and I started getting all these phone calls. And by the grace of God, I can't remember how I got connected to you, but uh, Mr. Braxton is kind of like like the Yoda of the music business because, you know, it just helped me tremendously. It's like I was cramming for a test. I was able to still retain my master's. This is back in 07, 08, like be able to sign a deal where they actually let me have my master's. And that was just unheard of. But uh, without further ado... Uh, dear old friend, Mr. Charlie Braxton, how you been, brother? I've been well. I'm glad. I'm glad to see you, man. Glad to finally be back in touch with you, man. Yeah, reconnect. So you're in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, sir. Jacktown. Awesome. Still here. So, um, man, where do we begin? Uh, when we caught up briefly over the phone, uh, you were explaining to me how a lot of the new hustling artists have to figure out a way to monetize their art, monetize their music. Uh, because the streaming game, you know, it's a funky game. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, see, the streaming game has really sort of changed things, particularly for the independent artists, because prior to, and as you well know, prior to streaming, it was all about physical product. And with the physical product, you knew how many CDs you pressed up, you knew how much you charged them, you knew how many you sold, how many you shipped, who owed you what. With the streaming game, everything is being controlled by large companies, Spotify, Tidal, etc. And they're the ones who keep count of what your streams are doing. They're the ones who determine what amount is paid per stream. And as a result, it's difficult for independent artists to really know what's going on with their streams. They don't even have a say so into who decides what to charge per screen. Stream, excuse me. Uh, juxtaposed to when you had your own CDs, you determine I'm getting $6 wholesale, I'm getting $4 wholesale, or what have you. Yeah. So now the new game is how do you go ahead? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. No, go ahead. Oh no no! So I, yeah. now the new game is how do we tame this? How do we tame this particular beast where it works for the independent artist? How do we do that? And one of the things that I think we should do is figure out ways to create our own platforms. And those platforms, I'm not saying don't go to Spotify or, or the other uh, programs. I'm not saying that. I'm saying create a platform that you own, you control, you set the price, and then you drive your fan base, your hardcore fan base there. So when you get your first record out, that first two weeks or three weeks of impact, that impact money comes directly to you as an artist because you own your own pro, pro uh, platform and you've driven your audience to that platform to purchase, whether it be a bundle, 
uh, for instance, Fiend has a, a website and he sold bundles of his new uh, Thank God It's Fiend. So when you get there as a fan, not only do you get the CD, you get a hat, you get some rolling papers, and you also get a T-shirt. And that money comes directly to him. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense versus having to let a, a company do their little accounting and th- with their little equation and it's trickle down economics and you just hope that uh what the check reflects you know it, it it's almost like cheapened the art and cheapened the music because now we've been trained as artists to look at it as well it's just all exposure it's all promotion just give it out put it out there and uh, hopefully you can tour or sell some merchandise yeah and the most important thing that people need to understand is that music has a value the publishing, with the way the new streaming game, the publishing and owning your masters is key. Think about that. Now, Chingo, you can decide whether or not what you're going to do with, with your masters. That's your decision now. But if it's a record company, they make that decision. Mm-hmm. And then artists are now just putting out content, putting out content, putting out content, as you said. It's exposure, but at the same time, somebody's monetizing them, exposing themselves. And it's generally not the artist. I mean, why do you think Jay-Z created Tidal? He created Tidal because he created his own platform. He got other artists to join that platform to give it uh, some some more value. And then as a result, all of Jay-Z's records initially showed up on what platform? Tidal. Tidal. And then later on, he put them on other platforms, but... The majority of the, when you listen to the 444 album, I had to go to title to get that out. And that's money coming directly to Jay-Z. So artists need to figure out a way to create those kind of platforms, whether it's a website, whether it's a, a, a platform that you form collectively, or, or it doesn't matter, but it's something that you control as an artist, you know, uh, and then let's say you had a website. I'm, 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 I'm putting out a hypothetical here. Let's say you had a website and you had a, a membership, right? And you had this membership where people, all they had to do to join the membership was to give you their phone number and email address. So when you, how do most people access music nowadays, Chingo? Phone. Exactly. So if you've got, let's say you've got a hundred thousand phone numbers in a, in a, uh, in a phone bank and you're deciding you're going to put out a, a new bundle package of, uh, or an anniversary package of they can't deport them all, which by the way is a fantastic LP. I love that record. Thank you. You can now hit a hundred thousand people and say, Hey, it's the 20th anniversary of they can't deport them all. You can get a t-shirt. Uh, 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 CD, uh, some hot sauce, whatever you're planning to put in that bundle for $50. If you send that out to 100,000 people, let's say 20,000 people say, I'm going to buy that for $50. Do the math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These days, it's like big. That's a nice little chunk of change. Hell yeah. Especially these days. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it seems like yeah, because no, no, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I, I was just There's saying. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry about that. I was just saying that um, the music business is another example of like 
I don't want to call it big tech, but basically technology as a way to exploit the artist um, and making it real weird where it's no longer tangible. The art is no longer physical. And like you said, you really can't even track the monetization, the hard dollars. Like we're just treating it like it's cheap content that just gets out there in the ether. And and like you said, someone's benefiting. Someone's getting paid from uh, from that. And it's not the artist. And and that's my thing. I want to see the artist get paid from their labor because you put a lot into making music. Every artist I know, I've, I've been in studios. I've been in your studio. I've mm-hmm. seen you work. Mm-hmm. I've seen work ethic. There's a value to that, Shingo. And that value shouldn't go toward making someone that you don't even know rich. It shouldn't go toward the majority of it shouldn't go toward making someone else that you don't even know or never see uh, perpetually rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hey, so um, I got to see you. So I mean, go ahead. Uh, uh, real quick before we before we forget, um, I I saw your your commentary on the uh, the hip hop series. I think it's called Hip Hop Evolution. It's on Netflix. Uh, I believe Russell Peters is executive producer, the comedian Russell Peters, and um. And uh, you, you were featured on, uh, what was it, No Limit and Cash Monies, or, or which episodes? Okay, I was featured on the uh, New Orleans segment because of the work that I did with breaking Master P in the press and breaking No, uh, a no Limit, a whole No Limit artist. Also, I did a lot of work in uh, breaking, uh, you know, Cash Money. I've got a plaque on my wall from Cash Money for some of the work that I've done, some of my, what my writing has done to help expose them help them sell more money i mean more records excuse me um and uh also you know i did some along with carlton wade we did a big piece on bounce music so new orleans um music i've written a lot extensively about new orleans hip-hop as i've done about texas Mm -hmm. and atlanta and memphis really the south period yeah yeah uh man rest in peace to uh fifth world weeby man my good friend uh, who, you know, the bounce king. Yes. yes, yes. As a matter of fact, last time I saw Fifth Ward Weeby physically, I've talked to him over the phone, uh, but the last time I physically saw him was at the restaurant when you invited him there. If you want to join our Patreon, hit us up, patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales, or just search red pill tamales.